Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. Hello, thanks for downloading today's podcast on Friday the 5th of May. And it's been an historic one for Labour in Medway as they've taken control of the council for the first time in 25 years. Thousands of people all over Kent voted in the local elections yesterday and results are now coming in. Medway were the only local authority in the county to hold their count overnight. This was the scene early this morning when Vince Maple was announced as the new leader. has chosen change. I want to thank the people of Medway for giving this brilliant team the opportunity to serve them. We will not let you down. It's been clear with the conversations we've had over the last few weeks, people feel let down by the local council and indeed by the local government nationally. We know that. We know that families are struggling with the cost of living crisis to get GP appointments, to tackle the antisocial behaviour we see day in, day out. We will do our best. We will do our best. We will work hard every single day. This team is the most talented team I've been proud to work with. And we will work hard every single day for the people of Medway. Thank you all very much indeed. He's also been giving some interviews about what people can expect from the new council. Firstly, I want to thank the people of Medway for trusting us and actually part of the reason they've come forward today to vote in their numbers uh, for the Labour and Cooperative Group is two things. Firstly, they feel let down by the local council and the local government nationally, but also the offer we had, both locally and nationally, that's given people hope. People are struggling with the cost of living crisis, people are struggling to get GP appointments and we've been offering them an alternative and I'm really proud to be the first leader-elect of a Labour majority council here in Medway. Uh, we didn't even have that in 1997-98. This is a historic day for Labour in Medway. We're going to be open. We're open for business. We want to have those conversations with residents. The council too often has hidden away. It feels like the council has done stuff to the community. We're labour and cooperative, so we want to be working with the community. We've got some challenges. We know the finances of this council, as so many other councils across the country, are struggling. We're going to have to look at that. We're going to have to work with residents to say what are our priorities. We've put forward some key pledges. We will deliver those, and we will make sure that the people who have chosen change here in Medway tonight get the services they rightfully deserve. We know the budget which we've just previously had the previous year, there was somewhere between a 16 and 19 million pound hole that had to be filled with reserves. There aren't that many reserves left. We're going to have to look at this. We know that more than a decade of austerity, not just here in Medway, but across local government, has led to councils being in perilous financial situations. We will look at it carefully. We will take a different approach. We will work with residents. Residents have asked for change and we're going to bring that to them. If you'd said to me in December 2019, we'd be stood here having this conversation with a 
majority Labour administration on Medway Council, I would have gone, that's a pretty far-fetched conversation. We're having this conversation because people are fed up with the Conservatives locally, fed up with them nationally, and they can see both us locally, our brilliant team of activists and candidates, and nationally in Keir Sama, when he came out on the doorsteps with us in Gillingham, he was well-received, people wanted to talk to him, they see a Prime Minister in waiting. Well, Keir Starmer's been back in Medway this morning to congratulate Labour campaigners. Thank you very much, all of you. You've done an absolutely stunning job here. You didn't just get it over the line, you blew the doors yes. off. <laughs> the first victory here since 1998. An amazing, amazing set of results. I didn't doubt it when I saw the energy and the commitment and the case that we were making. But what a fantastic result here in Medway. And we're having fantastic results across the country. Plymouth, what a Brilliant. night they've had in Plymouth. And then Stoke. Brilliant. And up to Middlesbrough, all the places that we need to win the battlegrounds. And make no mistake, we are on course for a Labour majority at the next general election. was all about the cost of living and we had a positive case to make. We understood what it's like not to be able to make ends meet and we said what we would do to help people with their everyday bills. And the government, the Prime Minister, said nothing. And that's because they're the problem, not the solution. That's right. Yeah. And what we've shown together is that we can make change. We've changed our party. We've won the trust and confidence of voters. And now we can go on to change our country. So change is possible. A better Britain is possible. Well done to all of you. Fantastic morning. Thank you so much. Now let's hear from the former leader of Medway Council, Alan Jarrett. He's retiring soon, but would have been hoping to hand over the reins to one of his Conservative colleagues. Our reporter, Sean McPolins, asked him why he thinks they lost. Two things, really. Um, the boundary changes extensive didn't favour us at all um, almost all of those boundary changes led to walls that Labour won and are relatively unpopular national government at the moment those two things combined yeah, I was going to say do you think, how much do you think the national government paid into it? Oh, quite a lot quite a lot because canvassing it was the first thing that people mentioned on the doorstep things like access to GPs housing targets um, the cost of living, all those things, and uh, it's pretty hard to cut through that, and we haven't been able to. Yeah. I was going to mention as well, what, what other sort of things did people mention when you were down there? Well, those things, those things, uh, GP access to GPs, um, the, eco you know, the economy, cost of living, those issues, housing targets in some parts of Medway. So. And how do you think this fares for the... Um Conservative MPs for next year. Well, um, obviously, um, the, the the bedrock of any um, political campaign is its local activists. So that's um, because you know our number of councillors reduced, our influence is reduced. That's bound to have a negative impact. Labour candidates have been celebrating the result, including Alex Patterson, who's been elected as councillor for Rochester West and Borstal. I think it's just a, a, an immense sense of gratitude and, uh, to the people of Medway and, and pride in the, the team effort that we've, we've had. You know, each of us has played a role in each other's victory. We all played a part. We all remember canvassing for each other and 
hail and rain and snow and, and, and actually all of those hours of hard work have paid off and we've been rewarded with the opportunity to serve, which is all we ask. And as, as our leader Vince Maple has said, we won't let the people of Medway down. We're so proud and so grateful. I don't know, you mentioned obviously hard hours, canvassing. What, what issues was it that people in Medway brought up to you and why do you think they've selected you to be in charge and solve them? Well, I think what we picked up on was a, a real malaise in Medway. I, I feel that, 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 a feeling that you know there had been decades, two decades of decline, two decades of low horizons, two decades of lack of ambition. And actually, I think people really responded to a very simple and, 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 and quite sober uh, set of pledges uh, in, the, in the, the, the difficult circumstances that the, the country finds itself in financially. This was not a, a time to make uh, false promises, big promises, big ticket items. We have, to, we have to achieve for Medway through hard graft, by spending smarter, by ensuring that everything is done uh, for the people of Medway rather than for the, the, the benefit of a privileged few. And when did things start to look good for you? I noticed there a certain council you was up against left early. Um, did you sort of get a, a sign early on that things were looking good for, for yourself and Labour? Well, well it, it, it's hard to tell. I mean, that, the, the, the person you mentioned... Um, did refuse to, to uh, be pictured with me at the count last time when he came first, so it was pretty clear what he would do at the point where he was going to come fourth. Um, I think that's very unfortunate, and I, you know I, I think I was always taught to be a sporting competitor and, and to congratulate my opponents. So that's that's sad, but that's that's not something that I can help. And how do you think this result reflects on the Conservative MPs maybe for a general election next year? Should they be worried? Well, they've had so many warning shots from 2018 by-elections to Stroud North by-elections. Uh, you know, they, they have had so many messages and each time they have responded with more of the same, doubling down and, and, and the same old nasty politics. And I think people are fed up with it. We've had decades of this. People are ready for some optimism. People are ready for a council who are proud to be Medway. And, you know, it's just so exciting to be part of such a talented team. Counts in other parts of the county started this morning. You can follow our live blog at Kent Online for results, reaction and ongoing coverage. Kent Online reports. On to some other news now. A car's been flipped onto its roof after a serious crash near Ashford. Emergency services were called to the A251 in Cholock following the collision near the Stag pub. Photos from the scene show at least two vehicles, a van and a car, have been severely damaged damaged. Luckily, no one seems to have been seriously injured, though. A homeless man who tried to steal diamond rings from a jeweller's in Canterbury has been arrested after being chased down by a shop worker. Graham Walters targeted the iconic jewellery store on the high street, but as he was fleeing with nearly £7,000 worth of goods, he was stopped by staff and held until police arrived. The 38-year-old, who has no fixed address, says he needed the money to feed his drug addiction. He was sentenced to three years in prison. 
A group of men from Kent who admitted running an organised prostitution ring have been ordered to pay back nearly a quarter of a million pounds. Thousands of business cards were found advertising the illegal operation, which was running under the guise of an escort agency. The three men, one from Kings Hill and the other two from Swanscombe, were ordered to pay back the cash they'd earned from their crimes. Kent Online reports. Now let's take a look at one of our most read stories on the website today. A former teacher's been banned from the profession after being convicted of an inappropriate relationship with a 16-year-old boy. Kate's here with the details for us, so tell us a bit about this case. Well, it involves a woman called Shannon Parsons who taught in Northfleet between 2016 and 2018. She was convicted in court in 2021 and given a 12-month suspended sentence. A professional conduct panel of the Teaching Regulation Agency met last December and the Department for Education has now announced a decision to ban her from teaching indefinitely. And I understand the panel heard evidence about her conduct. Yes, that's right. They were told about some of the texts she'd sent to the pupil, including one that said, I love you, and another offering him a lift. A third message read, I know we talked about meeting up this week, but I think, and a name's been redacted here, would probably tell her dad, I do want to see you soon though, and then three kisses. The report said there was no evidence to suggest Miss Parsons was acting under extreme duress, and in fact, the panel found her actions to be calculated and motivated. The panel considered a letter from the teacher that said she thought the relationship was platonic but recognises it was dangerous and her responsibilities were blurred. She says she struggled to see the difference between right and wrong. They've ordered the ban to come into effect straight away, which means she'll be unable to work in any school or sixth form college in England. Thanks, Kate. Two men who posed as cleaners for a ferry company in order to smuggle cocaine through Dover docks have been sent to prison. A 56 and 30-year-old were caught with 13 kilos of the drug in their car as they left the docks in 2018. They've been sentenced to a total of more than 15 years behind bars. Vandals have targeted an historic derelict building and former nightclub in Ashford. The bridge at the flour mills was damaged last weekend and the owners have now cordoned off the area. Plans to turn the site into flats have already been approved, but construction's being delayed by environmental issues. A Ramsgate mum is warning others after finding what she thinks is a poisonous poppy pod in a tin of garden peas from Tesco. Marie Thomas only noticed it once it was mixed into her meal. Poppy seed pods can cause convulsions, asphyxiation and even death. The 49-year-old wants to see the product recalled. Tesco says it's investigating with its supplier. Kent Online reports. Investigations are underway after scaffolding was stolen from outside a gym in Sheerness. It's believed the Building equipment was taken from the treadmill in Railway Road by three men in a white transit flatbed last month. Anyone with dashcam or CCTV footage is being urged to come forward. Two people have been arrested accused of robbing a cafe in Folkestone. The Starbucks on Bouvery Place was targeted last month, causing some damage to the property. They also made off with food and tablet computers that were stored inside. The 30-year-old man and 29-year-old woman are on bail while investigations continue. Police have seized two vans and more than 85,000 cigarettes as part of a crackdown on criminal gangs distributing illegal tobacco in the county. The busts were made in Ashford and Ramsgate last month. The cigarettes were concealed in food delivery bags. Investigations are ongoing. Kent Online reports. There are plans to turn a former Chinese restaurant in Gravesend into flats. The Peking site in the town centre was repossessed last summer and the Grade 2 listed 
building's been empty ever since. An application's now been submitted to convert it into six one-bedroom apartments. A popular dessert parlour could be set to open its first UK branch here in Kent. Bubbling Bubble Waffle and Beverage is gearing up to move into St Peter Street in Canterbury. The exterior of the shop's been painted bright pink and there's signage in the windows. However, planning permission hasn't been submitted to turn the building into an eatery. Now it's time to have a look at some of the events taking place in Kent this weekend. There's one big thing dominating the agenda. Here's our What's On editor, Sam Laurie. The Eyes of the Wild are expected to be on the UK this weekend as the coronation of King Charles takes place. The historic event is expected to bring nationwide celebrations and there are sure to be street parties and live screenings popping up all over Kent during the bank holiday weekend. If you feel like getting stuck into the festivities, we've got 21 fun family activities taking place in the county to mark the royal occasion. Whether you want to watch the big event on the big screen at Rochester Castle, tuck into a vintage afternoon tea in Tenterton Town Hall, take part in crown decorating and crafts at Kent Life, or dance along to live music at Whitstable Castle, you're sure to find something to do. There are lots of ways to celebrate with your local community this weekend, so make sure you check out our guides to the coronation on Kent Online. I know there is a lot of talk about the coronation this weekend, but that is not the only thing going on in Kent over the next couple of days. For fans of ballroom dancing, three stars from Strictly Come Dancing will be visiting the county with some show-stopping routines over the weekend. On Sunday, Italian champ Giovanni Panice will be bringing his Made in Italy tour to the Assembly Hall Theatre in Tunbridge Wells while couple Nadia Bechkova and Kai Widrington will be sharing their partnership on and off the dance floor in their show Once Upon a Time at the Orchard Theatre in Dartford. Also taking to the stage this weekend is Demon Dentist, the live adaptation of David Williams' best-selling children's book. The book will be brought to life for family audiences at the Marlowe Theatre in Canterbury until Sunday. And for those who found themselves in the throes of teenage boy band obsession in the 90s, a new Take That musical is visiting the county this week. Greatest Days, starring Corrie's Kim Marsh and her daughter Emily Cunliffe, follows five school friends who reunite after 20 years to see their favourite band in concert one last time. It's full of Take That hits, lots of nostalgia, and will be at the Churchill Theatre in Bromley from Saturday. So whether you'll be waving your Union Jack flag this weekend or ducking out of the raw festivities and heading to the theatre instead, we have got you covered with lots of great days out. And no matter what you're up to, I really hope you have a brilliant bank holiday weekend. Thanks, Sam. Kent Online Sports. Football and Gillingham will have a say in the League Two playoff race this bank holiday weekend. Their match away at Salford on Monday is no pressure for the Jills, but their opponents need at least a point for a chance at promotion. It's the last game of the season and a win for Neil Harris's side would open the door for Mansfield Town. The boss says he's glad there's something riding on the result. For Salford, yes, probably need or might need uh, a positive result uh, to secure a, a playoff place. So they'll have to be at it, which means naturally then my players have to be at it as well. And um, I think that was that was the sort of the clear indication from Saturday. It was the first time for four months that the players ain't quite been at it. And, and we, we come up a little bit short against the physical Newport side. Um, so, you know, we have to make sure that, like we have, in the last four months, any time there's been a slight step backwards, we've stepped up again. And I expect my players to do that on Monday. Talking about sporting integrity and, and wanting to win a game, it's making sure that I, I pick, pick a line-up and, and the, the team based on, on you know, as always, um, 
Daily we've sold for shrimps and they'll have a very good time dealing with shrimps that can play and attack very well um, and got big threat in, in Matt Smith up front um, to deal with him and, and then um, but then also for us our benefit as well of, of trying to find that balance between being a, a solid reliable League 2 side um, that has some flair in it as well and um, we, we've also the mindset of we've done unbelievably well to get ourselves in this position of security and safety um, with three games to go um, we've earned the right to, to maybe tinker as well with, with what we want to do League table after 46 games, where you finish in division is where you deserve to finish. If we finish 15th, we deserve to be there. If we end up in 20th, then so be it. Um, I want to finish as high as possible. Um, but ultimately, when we got to the 14th of January, at 5-3 to three before we played Hartlepool, and we had 14 points, and we were 6 points plus, go, 7 points from safety, You know, the aim was just to stay in the division. The run we've been on to where we've got to has been phenomenal. I'm not going to let a disappointing last 25 minutes against Newport tarnish what we've achieved in the last three and a half months. And whatever happens on Monday will not tarnish for me what we've achieved as a group with a new group. Let's be honest, it's been a new group since January. Um, a lot of changes, a lot of personnel have not been in the building or have left the building over a period of time. Um, and it's about that group moving forward and what we had to in January. So um, for me, every, every training session, every game matters to my opinion. Um, however, whatever happens Monday will, will, will not tarnish the achievement we've done. has been phenomenal. Kick-off on Monday is at 12.30. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.